In this episode of Desert Island Torah, we have the zakhut of speaking to Rabbi Dr. Benji Epstein, an experienced psychologist, author and speaker, the author of Living in the Present, Rabbi Dr. Benji leads mindfulness seminars and spends his summers as a director of staff development and clinical research at Cam Hask. He has smicha from YU. Thank you so much, Rabbi Benji, for joining us today. It's a real zakhut to have you with us. It's my pleasure. It's just Benji. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for this initiative. And um, I have probably as many questions as you do, like where this came from. But uh, we could, we could, we, this has been a long time in the waiting. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Of course. So it's Desert Island Torah, three pieces of Torah that you would take to a desert island. What do they mean to you? Why are they so important to you? Really looking forward to learning and finding out your three pieces. So if we jump right in, should we go with your first piece? I'm remembering why this took me so long, because when you asked these questions, I, I was like, I have no idea. I'm not bringing, first of all, I'm not bringing any sperm to, to a desert island, but I guess if uh, if we have to do that, Chumash uh, and Sidur are, you know, that's that's uh, granted, so we're trying to be creative. Um, so I'm going to start with what I'm trying to do now, we're just tapping into um Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer was just uh, last yesterday, last night, uh, day before, and um, it got me thinking about Rabbi Shimon. And Rabbi Shimon was in a cave for twelve years, so it might not have been a desert. And we believed that the Torah that emerged from that cave was was written in the Zohar. And what I would take with me, I'm assuming I'm going to be there for a while. I don't have to worry about like clothes and stuff like that, right? Like everything's taken care of. I just need I just need some reading material, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, we're, 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 this is this is your island, so I just want to make sure that I'm doing it right. So, the the texts that I would take with me are are going to be the works that I've maybe been exposed to, but haven't had the time to give the contemplative um, work or or effort towards works that are are both mystical and also the more you learn them, like our Torah, like you can learn Torah every week. Um, and there's a deeper level and there's a shot and remisters. So I would take a, a book of the Zohar and because it would be very heavy in, in my carry on language, I'd probably take the Tikkun Zohar, which is um, a single volume, which is learned traditionally um, in the month of Elul and is an exposition of the first Pasuk in uh, of the Torah and it discusses, I mean, I haven't been through it, but it's something that I've been meaning and wanting to, and it's an aspirational text. And to be able to be there and connect on the desert island with these mystical ideas, ideas that are not supposed to be learned cognitively, but more from an experiential and also meditative state. And I'm figuring with a lot of this time, um, I need I need the, the works that are going to be, um, I'm going to have to keep my, my spirits about me because I'm alone on a desert island. I'm assuming I'm alone, right? Yeah. Right, I'm alone. And so I need to be able to keep my wits about me, but also keep my spirits up. And I think these types of, of texts, which were inspired through through ecstatic work and through deep contemplation, um, I feel like I would have the right mind frame and mindset uh, to do that. And so a specific piece of it, um, you know, there's the idea of the Patach Eliyahu, which we say before Tfilot, 
um, depending if you are from Nusach Ashkenazer or from the Eidut HaMizrach, but the Eidut HaMizrach have a tradition of reading. Um, are you familiar with this? You're smiling. I know what it is, yeah. Cap- right, the, and the different Kabbalistic spheres. So these are all texts that I've sort of, you know, had cursory exposure to, and now I have this opportunity to really settle the mind and 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 get a little bit more, you know, allowing the texts to to be, become more embodied. Um, I think that's a general theme in my in my Talmud Torah these days, where um, I actually I got I got I got to push my own book because you know I'm on a desert, so I mean I don't know if anyone's reading my book, but Living in the Presence, which is a, a Jewish mindfulness guide. Um, and a lot of that comes from wanting these words of Torah, which are, you know, matok mitvash, the sweetest of the sweet. And sometimes they stay very cerebral. They stay very cognitive. They stay very intellectual. And we don't feel like we're, quote unquote, growing. We don't feel like we're developing. We don't feel like we're connecting more to the kedusha of the text. And I think most of the time it's because there's so many details. There's so many uh, details and uh, we sort of get lost in the the trees without seeing the forest, which is ultimately to connect to the no saying of the Torah, to the giver of the Torah. And so that's primarily how I'm approaching uh, my own personal learning, because that's what I'm doing now. And if I happen to be on a desert, so that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to just take what I'm doing right now, uh, aside from the, you know, the rare, you know, the regular sort of scheduled daily learnings, you know, the Parsha, uh, a uh, a couple of Mishnayot a day. Um, but that would be the first text I would take. Hopefully I'd understand it because right now it's a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit complex for me, but I think with the right amount of time and the um, ability to uh, consecrate uh, hours, you can get to real deep meditative states that you can somehow understand these texts, which are not written from a normal state of consciousness. Uh, the Zohar, the Tikkun Zohar, that was not written from a, oh, you know, let me just write, this was, there was a real uh, Ruach HaKodesh, Nebuah, however you want to say it. Um, and uh, yeah, that would be the first one. How'd I do? Amazing. Has, that, Is- has anyone said that? I only I only listen to Joey's. I only listen to Joey's. And, and I maybe listened to a few other ones, but I, it's been it's been so long. So um, he actually took one of mine. He took the the tra- tract of ecstasy, the Kuntasai's pilot. So I'm not going to say that one. But has anyone said Tikkun Ezor yet? We have not had it yet. Did I it's win your anything? Lucky day. It's your lucky Did day. Did I win anything? Has anyone asked you what you would bring? They haven't. And it's a good question because I think it changes every day. Right. We're tr- meaning. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, because I really, really um, thought about this. Uh, today, but if you had asked me a week ago, you would have had three different answers. Absolutely, and we say Chadesh Yameinu Kikedem, and Chadesh making something new, Yameinu our lives Kikedem, making new as the old, bringing back the old as new, means taking the Torah and finding Kudoshim every single day. Safarim and new ideas are produced every single day. So one Shabbos I will read one book and the next Shabbos I'll read another book, another commentary, and I'll connect to something new. And I think that is really the goal of our learning and with this podcast it's it's going to be new ideas every single time and i'm going to connect to something new and i maybe i'm going to want to take that to the desert island that i never thought about it's same no senator i mean it's happening in the present yeah it's in the present it's but the present. it's it's from the past and it's in, it's still active in the present there's an amazing piece of the kedushat lady which i'm not taking with me to the desert but i'm sharing with you now is that it's in 
somewhere in Devar, in somewhere in Devarim, it says you know um, it says Hayom Hazeh, which Rashi says it should be in your eyes like it's new this this covenant, and then it says Vishamata Bekol Adonai Alech, and then you'll hear the voice of your God. And the Kedusha Slavi of Levi Tzach Ben Sarasasha says, what does it mean to hear the voice of God? And it says only if it's new to you. And he says it's new to you because when you inhale and exhale, with that exhale you've completely let go. And then when you breathe in again, you are renewed. Hashem is giving you life again. And when you live with that sort of mindful awareness and that presence of that newness, only then can you hear the voice of Sinai, which is the voice of Hashem. It says, the Chiddush is that you can learn Torah and not hear the voice of Hashem. Only if you're living with this, that renewed sense, can you feel and hear So that's what you're saying. So Baruch to the words of the Kedusha Slavi, but we're not taking it with him. I mean, he'll be with us because uh, we need all the help we can get on the desert island, but we're not bringing the, well, maybe I should bring Kedusha Slavi now because I need inspiration. You need inspiration. You're going to get down. Oh, shoot. How many can I have? Can I, can I pay three. for an extra carry-on? Can I pay for an you extra can, carry-on? You can share some different Torah, but it's three pieces. Yeah, but they, they, they don't count. You give Counts me one. You give me one. I sh- You give me one of yours right now. Right now. Give me one. The Lily Man of Faith by Rob Soloveitchik. Wow, that that's what you mean because you're you're the lonely because you're on the you're on the island, so you need that, right? You need that to feel like. Uh... I'm very passionate about and interested in the reality. I guess it's a reality of what it means to be a human being, but in the sense of how am I going to be an Eved Hashem through not just doing mitzvot on my tefillot, etc., but through my career, through my interactions and cash out with people, and so much more, and. The Rav presents two personalities based off Barisha Aleph and Barisha Bet, which I think master what it means to be a human being, and I would want to remind myself of that. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Same man of faith. That's We've my got one. the Tikkuni Zohar. We've got yep. Tikkuni Zohar. Now it's my turn. Now it's your time. I really, I'm having, I'm having, a, I'm having a, a change of heart, only because I, I feel like I'm going to get down. I feel like I'm going to get a little bit dejected and I really want to keep my spirits about me but I'm going to stick with my original plan and my second one again is is along this line I'm going to stick with this theme of works that I find can not just be cognitive but to be um, to be meditative to be contemplative 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 excuse me and the second one I'm going to take is a book that was written trying to remember when it was written it was written um i don't know it was uh, not not too long ago and it's called at least in english it's called um visions or visualizations of a compassionate world have you heard of that i haven't who's it by it's from it's from menachem Eckstein, Eckstein, which is my mother's uh maiden name so i went from Eckstein to epstein um, and it's fascinating because it's a book written by a chassid. I believe it, it was written in the, in the 1920s or the 1930s. And he's giving chassidim guided imagery. And he's guiding you through um, the Kabbalistic and Hasidic teachings and the Svirot and the Midot. And you think that this is something that's coming from a different um, tradition, a different spiritual tradition. And here you have, you know, very clear visualizations and guides in terms of cultivating compassion 
and in terms of of learning um just different different uh, and th- again these are more things of how to approach your thoughts and how to how to how to process emotions and how to um really really um become more um to, to allow your inner world to become more manifest and i think that's something that we missing we're missing so much in our own lives and because we don't have the the quiet the sheket pnimi that inner quiet to do this c- contemplative work even though tefillah is supposed to be this meditation right it's supposed to be a meditative state and yet did you ever learn how to visualize to do a guided visualization in, in your in your I don't know, Hasmon or wherever they sent you to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Right? Did he teach you how to breathe? Meaning, was davening ever explained or explored as a way of communicating with the divine to quiet your thoughts, to be more present in your body? It's, it's you know, it's saying words and it feels very, very impersonal. It feels very formal. And we've lost that um and it's it's again the gemara in, in brachot says a person ideally should be praying all day because the neshama Rav cook says is always praying and uh, it doesn't feel that way right it doesn't feel like i'm always praying but we could that's our natural state the soul's natural state is prayer and so now i'm on this desert island and i forgot my rebbe nachman you know in my carry-on back home so Shout out to Rebbe Nachman. It's hard to, to leave Rebbe Nachman back, but it's just like, this, we're staying on the theme. But next week, can we do Rebbe Nachman? Just bring a couple of Rebbe Nachman books, his stories, and specifically the letters that Rebbe Natan wrote to his to his son, Rebbe Yitzchak, called Alim the Trufa, Healing Leaves, for the chizik that I'll probably need on the cave. But for right now, you know, right now I'm tripping out, doing some visualizations and feeling compassion and, and connecting with the entire world because I'm really immersing myself and Hashem's Bria, and so this is going to be the way that I'm going to do it. And here's another book that I learned many, many years ago, and I'm coming back to now, and and being you know over a certain age, it just it means it's a different it's a different experience when you you know you you, you turn forty, and now it's like okay, how do I slow down? It's not about getting another vort, getting another idea, getting another you know quick soundbite on Instagram because my Instagram won't be working. So how can I learn how to be more in touch with myself through the the Torah Tasod and the Sfirot and then you know really embodying it you know in in my own flesh Mibsari Echzeloka for my own body and to be able to really allow myself um, the opportunity to become more uh, you know Davuk Tashem in in this in this setting again using Rabbi Shimon. As as our as our hero for being in a cave for twelve years, um, he had his son with him. So maybe I could bring somebody with me. Um, but have just just again, it's it's you alone with your thoughts, and getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and coming to that point that nikuda of of elokut, of of that 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 divinity inside of you. Um, and I think having a practical a practical guide to do that, um, because again, you do a visualization once you're not really going to get a lot of bang for your buck. Is that an expression in London? But um, you don't think you have a buck in London. You don't get a lot of uh, mileage with your pound, with your pence, with your, with your quid. Um, I'll stop. But um, <laughs> that, that's sort of what, what I would, I would grab, you know, as, as I'm uh, is to really have um, a, a, a meditation teacher 
to be to be and again we believe that we can connect to the to the soul of of the author when we learn the torah and so having a meditation teacher while i'm on on my desert island to to guide me and to allow me to become a more uh present person and to allow myself to really visualize um the spiritual lights that are are going to be there and to give my tefillah and my mitzvot that i'm doing there uh, a much deeper resonance wow i love that i think that's really I said you it's it's I I it's it's Madrid or Tnaile I I'm can I Google it real fast the English name but but uh, I mean I'm blanking on the Hebrew name can I Google it real fast for your for your uh, while well, I'm waiting what well, you want to tell me what uh, you came up with for your number two I think well for now it would be Menachot twenty nine B which is basically Moshe Rabbeinu in Rabbi Akiva's Bet Midrash. And I think from the top of my head, it's Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rav. And it says, when Moshe ascended Harsinai, he found Hashem tying crowns on the letters of the Torah. And Moshe says to Hashem, who is preventing you from giving the Torah without these additions? And Hashem says, there is a man destined to be born after several generations, Rabbi Akiva, who is to expand the Torah from each and every thorn of Halacha. I think it's something like that. Um, and I've realized recently like I'm very passionate about authenticity, innovation and creativity and I think I love and connect to this Gemara because of that and from the top of my head these crowns represent Am Yisrael hearing Hashem at Har Sinai which is referenced in Masech Shabbat 89a but I think it's also telling us to be creative and Torah is timeless we are learning something thousands of years old in such creative ways and I think I would take this with me because it represents me and what I believe in and we have the Hebrew translation of your Sefer. Tznai hanefesh lahasagat hachasidut, madrich litbonenut yehudit. Is that a name or what? It's a name. It's a name, right? Tznai. I mean, did you know that this book even existed? No, I didn't. You just told me something I didn't know. See? See? I'm good. That's, that's one of the goals so. of the podcast. One of the goals is our listeners or anyone listening or even people people sharing Torah, me, you, is to connect to things we don't necessarily know about and find tradition and you know our connection to the Torah and our connection to Hashem. In in my in my limited knowledge, you know, aside from Ravari Kaplan's meditation and, and meditation Kabbalah, meditation Bible, Rav, who I know who was really trying to create this consciousness was uh, the PSS Rebbe, Hashem Yikom Damo. He has his B'nai Machshavatova. Um, but this book is, is, has more guided imagery in it. He, he's, he's writing a lot about it. He's writing about mindfulness and, and, and the Chabura and creating it. And again, what, what the Nazis, Hashem, you know, Yimach Shemam took from us, Hashem Yikom Damo, what they took from us was that he was trying to create and cultivate a consciousness of Nevuah, of, of, of prophecy, which is, again, ultimately being connected to who we truly are to our souls the goal is soul and so when we do that when we're living from that place of Dvekut, uh, i believe the the gemara which i don't have i can't look up with me because i'm on a desert island but the gemara i think in Psachim talks about how there was a period of time in jewish history where there was um double the number of yotze mitzrayim of Nevi'im, which just doing basic math six hundred thousand times two is 1.2 million people were Nevi'im. Well, we only have 48 from the Sifrei Tanakh. 
So what was going on? And so the, the, the PSS Nebi talks about how Nevoah is being aligned with, you know, your higher purpose, which is ultimately for, for, for Jews, you know, what is Ratzon Hashem? What does Hashem want from me in this moment? And when I'm really tapping into that, I'm quieting the ego and I'm just allowing the divinity to shine through. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Echad. I'm connecting with my higher self. So then I'm just living in line with my, my higher sense, my higher purpose, the bigger, you know, my job with the capital J. And so to be able to do that while I'm on a desert island and uh, hopefully after I leave the desert island, you know, I won't be burning anything up with my eyes. I'll just, you know, be, be bringing, but that's, but we saw the Rip Shimon was burning up the world, which I understand. And when Nifty came out of the cave the second time, he was fixing the world. Meaning he used that time to really go deep and to ultimately connect everything. And, and everything about Rip Shimon was about seeing the good and seeing the positive and, and seeing, seeing the oneness and, and, and that song of of, of of Yichud, that everything is one. It's all one. And so that would be really what I'm trying to spend my time to do while I, you know, chill out on a desert island. Very cool. Very unique. Love it. Am I doing good? How are we do? Again, I just want I just want to beat, you know, that other guy who was there last week. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea who it was. I'm, I'm joking. I just, I'm silly. I'm silly. I'm not so funny in, in, in British, but I'm funnier in English. We speak the same language. <laughs> we do we do you speak the lesson of torah you're on fire for torah which is really beautiful all right all right last one last but not last but not least is 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 rav cook uh rav cook um can't go anywhere without rav cook can't go anywhere without rav nachman you can't go anywhere without Rav Levy. you can't go anywhere without the pia zesner can't go anywhere without uh any of these people so uh baruch hashem we have tzaddikim living and and, and those who are no longer alive so rav cook would be oros Akiva. we know that rav cook would learn um would learn on Rosh Chodesh Elul through the month of, of, of Elul, he would learn his own sefer, Orodah Tshuva. And Tshuva is this idea of getting back and starting over. And I think that when I'm on my desert island, um, which is going to be really nice and, and very tropical, I'll still feel a little bit of Chalish Hadad and I feel, still feel this stuckness. And Tshuva is this reminder that existed before the Briyat HaOlam. And it's a, it's, a, it's a source of renewal, of always starting over. And and Rav Cook writes, and this is you know I would take the whole sefer because again, but uh, he says in the tenth parak, so maybe this will be like my piece, the piece that I'm bringing with me, if I have if I remember it. it says Rav Cook writes, when a person forgets the essence of one's soul, when he forgets or when he when he becomes unconscious. From looking at the true nature of his inner life, everything becomes confusion. Everything becomes opaque. The first chuva, when a person is really going back to how to connect, because chuva is to go back. To go back to what? That's going to enlighten all darkness. When a person does this, anytime a person is feeling that they are stuck in a, in a, in a cloud, feeling depressed, right? You have to remember who you are. You have to go back to who you truly are. Atzmo, atzmiut, connecting. Atzmiut, atzmiut is ultimately again the goal is soul. El shoresh nishmato, to get to the shoresh of his neshama. Umiyad yashuv Elohim el nishmat akol neshamot, and then you're going to be able to connect to God. So you sometimes and and this whole sefer is 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 the primer is the primer, and again all the texts that I've chosen are texts that you can't just learn once. You have to learn them more and more and more and more. And the deeper you go, the more you're able to go into it, the more you're able to, to raise yourself up. And I think that's so critical when you're alone on a desert island to just be able to delve deeper because there's no depth to how deep 
our presence can be. There's no depth to how deep our, our connection to the Rabbonu Shalom, to the, to the Ain Sof can be. And so using this time on the desert islands for a few, hopefully not too long, but the, the, the time that you have to really remind yourself over and over and over again what's really true and what's here and now and to, to connect to the present and to connect to the soulfulness of each moment. And um, yes, so those are my three uh, books for now. Let's do this again next week. I'll give you three more. Let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw how long it took me to get this the first time. So yeah, technically. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you also you're you're catching me you're you're catching me post Lagba Omer. So you know I'm still I'm still dancing with Shimon. As you should. Amen. Thank you so much, Benji, for joining us. Oh, what a schuss. What a schuss. What a schuss. And yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Can I can I give a shout out to, to my podcast that, that I'm that I'm Go working on? It. It's a it's a it's a Jewish meditation podcast that uh that I'll send you the link to. It's called Pause, and um you know it's it's trying to mash up you know the clinical work that I do as a psychologist and the mindfulness based stress reduction, um and the mindfulness based cognitive therapy and aligning it with our spiritual um values and and our own traditions and um, it's something that I think that we've sort of gotten away from, you know, 2000 years of Galut or even longer and, and persecution and intergenerational trauma. And now there's a real awakening. There's a real Ruach HaNavua, you know, Cook speaks about this. And I think the more we start to look at our traditions and our beautiful, beautiful texts and our own unique purpose in the world and, and learning how every single mitzvah is another opportunity to connect to Hashem. Every single word of Torah is another jumping off point to divinity so with presence with living in the presence um you know we can really embody the the beautiful and transformative um traditions that we have and and our spiritual path absolutely super important and thank you for all you do for Am Yisrael oh I don't do anything but thank you for sharing your Torah and, and thank you for allowing me to share of course Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Desert Island Torah. Feel free to share our podcast with family and friends so that we can reach out to Amisrael. And if you enjoyed that episode, please feel free to download and subscribe. And if you want to discuss your own Desert Island Torah, get in touch at desertislandtorah at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. Thank you.